0: solutions in nashville tennessee this is the ramsey show where america hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your work and your money pretty much everything i'm john deloney joined here by my best friend george Campbell, and we are taking your calls on money and life give us a buzz at 888-825-5225 it's a toll-free call 888-825-5225 let's go to scranton pennsylvania and talk to tanya what's up tanya
1: Hi, John. I'm such a big fan. It's nice to talk to you.
0: I'm a fan of yours. It's nice to talk to you. What's up?
1: Um. So my husband and I have been doing the baby steps since uh, the very beginning of 2020. We finished FPU right before um, COVID started. And we are at the end of baby step two. But we have um, some questions about just the end of it here. And we have two cars. That's going to be the last of our debt after the end of this month when we pay off our student loans. And um, we were thinking about selling one of the cars, but we weren't sure if that was the best idea.
0: Are you starting to get itchy? Like, you're so close, can we
2: speed this thing up? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. What are the car loans?
1: Um, they're both actually almost equal in amount. They're both like twelve nine. Um, the car we're thinking about selling has a significantly higher interest rate. And my husband and I work at the same facility, and we go in on the same day. So the only time we really use both cars is when we have to be in different places at the same time.
2: Okay. What are the cars worth? Have you looked into that?
1: Um, this car, we would definitely be um, upside down by maybe two to three thousand dollars
2: and you're um, sure about that one we
1: don't want to sell just, uh, yeah based on Kelly blue book and i was doing some research the last couple of days um specifically just like different dealerships and websites to kind of see what it would go for
2: okay and what's your income household
1: um it's around 105
2: okay well, I mean, there's no reason you have to sell these cars. If you can pay these things off and you know, in next year, which I think you guys can do, there's no reason you have to sell them. But if you're telling me it's just sitting there collecting rust while you guys commute to work together and you want to speed up the process, then I think it's a wise move. But if you are underwater, okay. you're going to have to come up with that cash. So how quickly mm-hmm. can you save up the difference? Probably a month. Okay. So one month from now, we sell the car, we clean that, and we have one car left, and we're debt-free within six months after that?
1: We should hopefully be debt-free by December.
2: Okay. If you sell this if car. It sell would cut
1: it. it probably, yeah, it would probably cut it in half as to where we would need to be.
2: Great. And if you guys if needed to buy another project. car, you <laughs> could save up five, six grand and get something to get you around for now
1: we could definitely save that we don't
2: have that right now sure that's right. looking long term if you go man this is a terrible idea because we went to work at different times this day and it was a nightmare but uh, i think it's wise to sell that car uh, but you're gonna have to look at what you could actually get for it so i'm gonna do some heavy research and see what top dollar i can get maybe that's facebook marketplace craigslist auto trader carvana Vroom. room check them all and see who'll give you the most for this car
0: all right let's go to annie in tampa florida what's up annie
3: Uh, Yeah, hi. I just found out uh, late last week that uh, my husband owes uh, over $100,000 to the IRS and to the Department
2: of Revenue and um, I have no idea what to do. Ouch. How'd you find out?
3: Um, Well, the tax, um, it's always been filed um, married, but separately. Um, And we've only been married uh, a little bit over five years. And so uh, there were some... You know, not doing the taxes, not doing, not filing, not filing. Finally, they uh, got filed, and um, the the total just was presented to us uh, late last week.
2: Does that include any late fees, penalties?
3: Yeah, it's a whole smorgasbord of, of a lot of things.
2: Oh, so what made you guys ignore it for a few years?
3: Um, it was sort of one of those things where I. Um, I would just, you know, kind of keep asking, "Can please get this done? Please get this done. Please get this done." Um, and
2: you'd ask your husband, "Like, hey, have you filed yeah. taxes yet?"
3: Mine are mine are all filed separately and, and all taken care of.
2: But he never filed for how many years?
3: Uh, for a total of um, six years.
2: Yeah. So it's been my experience in this in these
0: moments, Annie, over the years that there's two things going on. Number one, you are pissed off it's a one of the foundations of doing business is paying taxes and taking care of your business. And my guess is he doesn't take care of his business in other areas. Is that fair?
3: Um, I I have to say that I've really processed through a lot of this and done a lot of praying with it. So I'm really, I'm past that. um, Praise God. And I'm at a place where I'm very grateful that they finally did get filed and processed. And now we just, I'm talking to so many, so many so-called experts who are, Telling us to do all kinds of different things, try Did to get on Did you reach hardship, out to the experts?
2: Which, I'm sorry. Did you reach out to these experts?
3: Um, it was. It was really both of us. Right now, I just. I just finished school, and so I am currently not working. I'm studying for uh, a big exam, and so he's working two jobs. He is an exceptionally
2: hard worker. What does he make? What's the household income currently?
3: Right now, it's about fifty to maybe 53 with some overtime. Um, he's a W-2 employee at this point.
2: And that's with both jobs?
3: Um, no, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A lot has changed. Uh-huh. Um, with the, the side jobs, um, probably an extra. At, at this time, there's no there's no extra side jobs right now.
0: Okay. And let's assume you passed your exam. What are you
2: going to be bringing home?
3: Um, somewhere around, around 60, 60. 60 to
2: 65. Okay, so we'll be at six figures pretty soon. Yes. Because we need to increase the shovel ASAP, and this IRS debt is going to go to the top of your debt snowball, and it's going to be the one thing you focus on probably for the next few years. Okay. And we're and not
0: going to get in, no schemes, no, hey, if you just do this, or they, they're they not even allowed to do that, there's going to be people on YouTube. Get don't off. Don't listen
2: to any expert that tries to sell you a shortcut here. None. There is no shortcut here. The this only way to sucks. get rid of it is to get rid of it, and that means paying it off incrementally. So okay. you guys need to get in touch with the IRS and get on a clear communication, get on a payment plan where they know exactly what you guys are doing, how much you're paying every single month so that we get a game plan. And if you don't already have a tax pro in your corner, you got to connect with one. You can do that at Ramsey's, RamseySolutions.com. They can also help you navigate this and they may have some better strategies to attack this.
3: Okay, one quick question for you.
2: Go, Say, right right they, up against the clock, it, go real quick.
3: Yeah, we're hearing from a lot of people that um, we should go into hardship, but then, you know... It, then you're penalized if you go if stop you're listening no to to don't go
0: to hardship you're not in a hardship you just didn't do your okay. you didn't pay taxes for five years you're not in a hardship you got the money and you're about to you, you've got jobs you've got work don't go into hardship get with a tax pro and get this thing paid off and it's going to really be tough
2: no and shortcuts no games never be silent
0: again annie you were silent for too long and something in the back of your head knew it never again
4: It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans, and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 36 Billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use, and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800 356 4282.
0: Calls toll-free, 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm John Deloney, joined by my best friend, George Camel, and we are taking your calls on life, money, work, whatever's going on. Let's go out to OKC. Let's go to Oklahoma City and talk to Isaac. What's up, Isaac? How we doing?
5: Hey, John. Hey, George. Hey. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Outstanding, brother. What's up? Okay, so I bought my first house. I moved from California to Oklahoma. Uh, I'm feeling like I bought a, bought a little more than I can chew. So I need some help on understanding that. And then am I doing the right stuff with my finances, like budget and whatnot? Okay. So, more than you can chew,
0: like too many, ha- too many rooms to vacuum or more than you can chew. It's, you bought way too much house. You know, it's too much, too expensive. It's like okay. Too much money.
2: Okay. What's your take home pay? Yeah.
5: Um, monthly. Yeah. It's about 2,186. And I make about 40 K a year.
2: Okay, and what is this mortgage payment with the property, insurance, taxes, interest, all that?
5: Uh, so it's 1100
2: Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Over 50% of your take-home pay is going so that you can live in this box. Yeah. Ouch. How many bedrooms is it? Is it just you? Uh, no, so I'm married. I'm 25, married, and
5: I got three boys.
2: Okay. Is your wife work outside the home house. or is she home with the kids?
5: We've literally been talking about just got off the phone with her. They're opening up a store here. So she's home right now, but we're thinking about her getting a part-time job or doing some DoorDash during the day.
2: Yeah, I think that working that remote it's the only option right now if you want to stay in this house. How, how soon can you get your income up? What do you do for a living? Yeah. Uh, so I do insurance. Uh, so I do like account managing. So I make
5: is it commission 40, or salary? 000. Salary-based.
2: But is there a commission on top of that?
5: Very small, yeah. So if I, I do like personal insurance, so if I sell a policy, I get 10% of the 12% that the agency gets.
0: Is yeah. this what you were put on earth to do? Or is this just a job you stumbled into and you had when you had
5: your first kid and then you've just kind of been doing this? i just been working. I started working at 15 at Raleigh's and then just kept going and work is work. Do you have a degree? You know, just trying to, nothing no college high school diploma okay
2: is this a 30-year mortgage yeah oh okay
5: so here's the
0: deal you've heard both of me and george go we've exhaled a few times with you um we're going to get all that out of our system and now it's going to be in solution mode are you ready for that okay let's do it okay you're so you're all in i'm all in okay how much does this house cost by the way
5: 195 okay
2: how much did you put down
5: uh about uh, percentage wise yeah I think three to five percent
2: okay and how long ago did you buy it January okay so it's been about eight months now oh mm. boy I mean are you guys able to breathe like can you put food on the table Well, we've been
5: making it thus far. We've got a tight, pretty tight budget. Uh, I just calculated our last month budget and we were about a thousand dollars over. Um,
2: what does rent cost in your area for, you know, I'm guessing you need at least a three bedroom.
5: Yeah. So it's about uh, similar to the mortgage. Um, so depending on where, I mean, I live in a Decent neighborhood, not you know the nicest parts, obviously, um, and so it's about the same. It's not much cheaper or more expensive. How old are these boys? I uh, got a seven-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-month-old.
0: Okay, so even if, but if you sold
2: this a thing, you'd you'd have still very little money. You don't have much equity in this thing at all.
5: No, I I think there's.
2: 10 grand equity or something like that. So this it doesn't solve many problems to sell it and go rent somewhere for the same amount. No. So the only other option I'm seeing is we have to double your income like tomorrow. And that might mean a new career field. Doing something different in okay. sales, working for another agency that's commission-based and you go crush it. You kill it and drag it home so you can put food on the table and afford your mortgage.
0: Okay, or it may also mean, and this is going to be tough. Um, I was hoping you're going to tell me your boys were nine and seven and six, so they could go to school, and your wife gets a full time job. Um, but you've got two under three, right? You got two, two and younger. That's going to be t- so. You're yeah. going gonna to be out another six hundred bucks. She's going to have to go get a job, regardless. Okay. Um, well, let me, George. Stop me if I get out of out of my head here. So I'm trying to put myself in his situation, and if I'm honest with you, man, I can hear it on you like you found yourself stressed yeah exactly i need you to let the shame part of this go okay you're doing what you were told to do which is to get in line for all these different products and things and just go figure it out and we'll just get a mortgage and we'll just get a house and let's leave california all those things you just did what you were told and here's where you find yourself okay you're not a crappy dad and you're not a screw-up and you're not a loser is that cool hard to believe. But I, I know. I'll go with it. I know. I can hear it on you. But if you continue to drag that around with you, it will hold you back from getting a promotion. It's going to hold you back from going back to school. It's going to hold you back from all the stuff. And most importantly, it's going to hold you back from being connected with your wife. And you're going to need her arm and arm on this one as y'all move forward. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. So we're, yeah. d- we're done with the head down. We're going to pick our head up and say, cool. We found ourselves in a big, big hole and we're moving forward. And by the way, I'm going to teach these three boys what being a father and a husband actually looks like, and you're—they're going to get a ringside seat to ownership and responsibility and working your butt off and achieving a goal. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. So the two two options you've got are to sell this thing and hopefully cross all of your fingers and 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 toes that you get out bare even right, and then you go rent a house and you're not gonna—it's not going to change your financial position month to month, but it's going to get that rock off that, you know, that rock necklace off your neck underwater. Right. So that's number one, Mm -hmm. or, um, you decide we're going to buckle down and we're going to keep this house and you're going to have to go make 25,000 more dollars before the end of this month, whether that's you're driving, you're getting up in the morning, you're mowing lawns on the weekends, whatever it looks like. And it's going to rip your soul out because you're going to want to spend all the waking moments you have with those three little boys and you're not going to be able to. Okay, but you're going to go so get it down. The math is $25,000 more is I, just made, I Hey, I just made that number up. I'm just okay. telling you, you're going to have to double, go 50% up, double your income. You need a lot more money every month, and your wife's going to have to get a job okay. too.
2: Do you guys okay? have any debt? Okay. Other than the just house? Just the house. Just the house. Do you have any money in yeah. savings?
5: I uh, got about 2500 I think. Okay, yeah, so kind of a
2: starter emergency fund. We're gonna have to beef that up if we're gonna continue to be homeowners, because just one HVAC going out is gonna tank you guys and cause you to go further into debt.
0: If I, George, if I, yeah, George and Isaac, if I'm you, Isaac, I'm gonna sell this house. Yeah, I'm gonna sell the house. I'm gonna rent something. I might even go get radical and get a two bedroom apartment. And me and my wife are gonna agree to lock arms in this for six to nine months. That means we're gonna have evenings. Um, one of us is going to have to take him to the park while the other one's working or whatever. We have to get him out of the house, obviously, or they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna burn it to the ground. But we're going to go all in and get a huge emergency fund. We're going to get a nice down payment, and then we're going to be able to exhale. And it's going to take about a year of just grinding it out. And then you're going to flip. You're going to flip the script here, and you're going to be in a good position.
2: And one of the most beautiful parts about renting is that you are transferring risk back to the landlord. So if something goes wrong, yeah, it's not, not on you. About. And that's part of the stress you're yeah. feeling, is if one thing goes wrong in this plan, we're screwed. So I want to help yeah, you guys I bought out. I a home warranty, and it sucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <dude. laughs> Covers nothing. Yes. So, uh, Isaac, I'm going to gift you Financial Peace University. I want you and your wife to watch every single one of those nine lessons in there. Along with that, I'm going to give you our premium version of our budgeting tool. Every dollar, I want you and your wife to sit down together, write down your income, all of your expenses, map it out, see where we can shave, so that we can get by for now as we increase income. So, hang on the line. Austin's going to pick up. We're going to gift you the both of those things. Please use them. We're cheering for you, man. Call us back and we can help along uh, hey, the way. Hey, I'm going
0: gonna, I'm gonna to throw this on too. I'm going to give you Ken Coleman's Paycheck to Purpose because you're going to get a new job. You're probably going to go to community college or go to night school and you're going to get a degree and you're going to get a job. And I'm also going to send you my book, um, Own Your Past, Change Your Future. You're going to set this shame down and you're going to get to making things happen.
2: What aren't we sending him? You. That's you, fair. you stay
0: with me, George. I'll stay
2: here, John, for safety.
0: Every time you hear someone do their debt-free scream on the show, it's because at some point they said, enough, I'm not living like this anymore, I've had it. When you get mad like that and do what they did, your life will change too. And right now, inflation and your stupid credit cards are killing you. I'll say that again. Your stupid credit cards and inflation, I had a buddy the other day say, I'd go into debt for some of my kids, this is killing you. You've started to believe that you're not in control of your money and that's wrong. You have to decide to control what you can control and that's you. Your thoughts and your actions. You have the power to change your future and Financial Peace University will show you how. This course will teach you the proven step-by-step plan that's helped nearly 10 million people beat debt, master budgeting, and build wealth. Notice I didn't say, hey, just go to TikTok and get some investing advice or go to the Instagrams.
2: Man. But John, I'm going to start a laundromat to get to become wealthy and get out of debt. Knock your great. lights out.
0: Nah, we need some good laundromats out in the world, but that's not the way out. That's not the way out. Follow a course that has worked for millions and millions and millions of people. You can do it. Stop letting debt and money stress control your life. Say enough and take back control. Go to ramseysolutions.com slash enough. That's RamseySolutions.com slash enough to start Financial Peace University. All right, let's go out to D-Town, Dallas, Texas, and talk to Melissa. What's up, Melissa?
6: Hi, thank you so much for taking my call today. You got it. What's up? Um, I I have an issue with a, um, a used car that I just purchased uh, less than 30 days ago, and I believe I've been scammed by the dealership. Um, you know, as far as the condition of the car, uh, when I purchased it, um, due to a a multi-point inspection that they gave me, that is inaccurate, um, in relation to what I found out that's actually happening to the car. And so I'm wondering if I can return it or if I, you know, should request to get help with the repairs or if I should just kind of, you know, Except, I don't know, I, don't, I hate to say responsibility, but accept what has happened and then just kind of do what I can to get things fixed on it.
2: So what does the car need repaired?
6: Um, so it needs um, two front axles in the front. Um, it has a transmission leak, so was some type of ring to, or seal. It needs to correct that. It needs rotors and brake pads.
2: And none um, of this was in the
6: inspection report? No.
0: Was this a reputable dealer it was just on the side of the road? Where'd you get this car?
6: No, this was a reputable, bigger dealership.
2: Okay. Have you contacted them?
6: I have. um, And they told me that... um, of course, they said it's as is, there's no warranty, but there was no sticker on the car that, you know, usually th- I didn't even realize that until recently when I bought it. There was no sticker or anything, and there's no paperwork that says that. So, but um, also they said, well, we'll just, you know, take care of the diagnostic on the car, but we're not doing anything else beyond that.
0: Here's what I would do. I would take it so. first. I would go get it um, a second inspection even if i got to pay for it okay i would go get another mechanic Mm -hmm. that you trust to take their step-by-step inspection and go through it and have them sign off on each one of these things okay Um, a certified mechanic and Mm -hmm. just you're frustrated right now and you're part pissed off at them and you're part kicking yourself and it's good to get a professional expert on all these little points okay because it may narrow down to actually you don't Mm -hmm. need this you don't need this you need two things Or they may look at you and say, I'm so sorry. You got taken advantage of, okay?
2: So, Melissa, Mm -hmm. I answer these questions, um, you know, how I would respond if I was in your shoes. And what I would do is go to the dealership in person and ask for the sales manager, not the salesperson, the sales manager, because they can actually do something about it and be kind and appeal at a human level and say, hey, I'm looking for a fair solution to this problem. Here's what happened. This is my starting point. Have you tried that?
6: I I would say this. I have been talking directly to the sales manager. I think maybe three times so far, um, and he's the one who's saying we're not going to do anything. Then we're going up. up we're going to find the I, VP of big. the
2: dealership. We're going to go to the next level up. But I want you to take that other.
0: I want okay. you to take that other inspection with you, okay? So that you it's it's not okay. just
2: feelings and opinions. It's data. That's exactly right. Which John loves. Backs <laughs> over feelings. Exactly. So if, the, and if you go to the VP, if you go to the higher level of management and they still do nothing, that's when we go, all right, I didn't want to play hardball, but we're doing it. You're going to contact the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. You can contact the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, the Attorney General. You can turn to social media and that is going to light a fire under their butts to do something about this problem. I guarantee it. Okay.
0: If they, okay. Yeah. If they winked over a crummy car right? They pulled one over on you. There is, um, there is like a lesson learned, right? I'm going to always, anytime I get a car, I'm going to take it to a certified mechanic. That's not a part of the dealership to have, like, these are things you learn as you go. Dave calls them stupid tax, right? Like it just is what it is. I'm concerned that you were lied to. You were handed a piece of paper that said this thing has been certified. And if it has, then there's a mechanic in that facility that has a certification number Mm that signed off on this thing. And if it's traced back to that okay. particular mechanic, then they're going to lose their, their certification license, okay? Okay. And so yeah. I, I so want to get I
6: really,
0: a third party okay. to look at it. For, and, then, and then what George said. And by the way, go in there with kindness and directness and data. Um, if you go in yelling and screaming and kicking like, Doesn't I would, go over I feel away. like doing right now on your behalf, um, then <laughs> people are going to send send me away. Is that fair?
6: Yeah, yeah, totally, because, yeah, I think they, somehow I feel like they knew or they didn't really look at this car, Mm -hmm. you know, and they just put it on the lot, and I don't think that's right. They may have. for them to tell me, okay.
0: Yeah, no, if they handed you a piece of paper that said, hey, it's been certified, it's all good, we've passed our inspection, then that's that's dishonest business, right? Um, They lied to you, and they took advantage of you, and um, hopefully we can get this worked out. If they can't. And ultimately, you exhaust these calls like that George gave you, and nothing. There's nothing to come of it. Exhale. It sucks. It is what it is. And then we're gonna get this thing paid off. We're gonna get it repaired, or we're gonna get it sold, whatever. And then we're just gonna have learned for next time. Carrying around the anger and the frustration and the rage does not solve any of these problems moving forward. It's become frustrating. Um, George, I just, like these things make me so
2: mad. I know. I I'm one of my biggest pet peeves is like consumer issues like this where it just makes your blood boil and i'm not a i'm not a fan of the like the customer is always right they're not sometimes you got to fire customers because they're crazy but there is a level that i want to help people stand up for themselves and realize that they have options a lot of people just go well either i eat it or i have to go in there kicking and screaming there's a different option you can go in with kindness you can do a step-by-step approach and then ramp it up over time and go all right, I'm going to have to go to social media. I'm going to have to report it to the FTC. Whoever have to get an
0: attorney that cuz y'all clearly Exactly. weren't honest with me, yeah.
2: But oftentimes I found that just taking that first step, being a real person with the sales manager, being a little bit of a squeaky wheel with the VP going, "Listen, man, you guys I, I've had a great experience other than this." Yeah. And I would hate for that to tarnish that and me for have to talk to my friends and tell them to stay away from this dealership because of how they treated their customers and for me to have to go to the FTC. I don't want to go down this path. Right. Let's just make it right. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not asking for a free car. I'm just asking for you to make these repairs, and I'll be on my way.
0: And I, I bought a car several months ago and from a dealer here in town, and it was such a negative, dishonest experience. that At the very end, with the last little gotcha, I had my kids with me. We we're, we're coming back. I mean, it was a whole thing. But I looked at the salesman and said, I hope this feels good. Congratulations. Um, you got me. You got me. And um, I can tell you, not a single person, and I'm not going to be ugly. I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to take my kids. I'm going to take this thing, this car, and we're going to go. We will never do business here again. And if anyone says, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to let them know. Let them know. With kindness and respect. um, And it wasn't worth worth the the lack of
2: attention. But you're too classy to name drop them on air, and I respect that.
0: Nope, not going to do that. This is The Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee means even if you mismeasure or pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. You get free samples, free shipping, and with the new promos they run every month, you'll save even more. Use promo code RAMSEY to get the best deal.
2: Today's question comes from Ashley in Virginia. She says, I'm 27 years old and wondering how people my age can ever be able to buy a home or save for a wedding. My fiancé and I will make a combined income of about 150000 but these things still seem like something that will never be attainable for people our age. Whew. A lot of negativity here from Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa is me. You make 150000 People would... I mean, they would give anything to make 150 grand a year. So here's my thing, John. There's something behind this. Yes. Number one, there could be a pile of debt mm-hmm. to where they're going, well, how am I going to save for a house? I mean, I've got $2,500 in payments every month going out to lenders because of my student loan and my car payment. And the other piece of this that I'm seeing is she's probably looking at really nice houses in her parents' neighborhood, mm-hmm. and she's looking at weddings that, you know, on Instagram that are probably six-figure weddings, Mm. and she's going, how am I going to save up for these things? Mm. And the truth is you don't. You go, we're going to do a ten grand wedding and call it great, and we're going to DIY the little decor pieces that everyone takes home and then throws away that you hope they keep forever. (laughs) Be (laughs) honest, John, you've done it. And and then we're going to go, what's an actual reasonable condo in our area that we might be able to save up for for the next three or four years or a one-bedroom
0: apartment or a two-bedroom apartment right that yes they're overpriced right now they're expensive no question about it but man let's say in 10 years we want to be at at a certain place or in 15 years and by the way this is the way it's been done for generation after generation after generation there was a tiny little sliver window where it was like bonanza the idea that I'm just going to walk out with my fancy job and buy the house that my parents live in and play golf at the same—if well, you don't do that—but to do all these, get the boat that my dad has and get the this and my cars—it's just not how it works. It's not how they did it. It's not how their parents did it before them. And people need to slow down. Slow down. And I think you touched on a, on on a good point. The debt is crushing people. All right the debt is absolutely crushing people and the re- the rental the rates for rents have gone through the roof what would you so let's say this um i have seen some budgets that are just they're hard people make good money like this magical six-figure number and they're still looking at things and at their student loan debt at this at this and they realize man i can barely make it And i'm, I'm making a good salary i thought if i made this salary things were going to be quote unquote okay what do you tell them man
2: well, number 1, I, I don't want to be insensitive is what I'm picture. saying. Yeah. I mean, you got to look and say, why well, are you doing a budget? Do you have debt? What if we got you out of debt? Well, what could that do to your monthly income? Well, you get to keep it. And so making 150, let's say they take home 100 grand. That's that's very conservative. But you take 100 grand with no payments, and we can save up pretty easily 50k a year. Right. Even with all of our expenses. But when you make 150k and it's all you're trying to invest, you're trying to pay off debt, you're trying to do this over here, you're going on vacations, you're eating out and then you wonder how people save. And so that that is the problem I'm having with this is I, there's not enough of a financial picture to really look at it and go, here's the issue. But based on how it's phrased, it's very pessimistic. I'll, my parents bought their house for you know 11 raspberries and a sheep and it's like I'll never be able to afford this five hundred thousand dollar house. And the truth is, you can start at a $150,000 house and stair-step your way up over a long period of time. That's what you're saying. That's what our parents did. My parents live in the same house. They still do for over 30 years. All right. And so there's a lot of sacrifices that need to be made. And
0: you and I we drive need to reset old, expectations. used, beat-up car. I mean, the, the illusion, Dave takes care of us very, very well, but we drive old, beat-up cars, and because they're depreciating assets and I've got different financial goals. You've got different financial goals. and
2: Our priorities are, you know, like a lot of people, they want to have the nice car, the nice house, go on amazing vacations and XYZ. I want those and things too, too much but at once.
0: Right? Uh, I had some buddies come up from way back in the day. Some of my former students that have just gone on to do some amazing things. They came to visit me on Friday. They're up here. And then we all walked out after we spent some time upstairs at, on the terrace. Then when I hopped in the car, one of them said, I thought you're driving? And- I was like, yes, because I choose to, right? And it's not because I'm any better than anybody else, right? I sure made that mistake when I was 27. Good grief. Oh, yeah. Um, but you got
2: no one to impress, and that is like a superpower in today's is, society.
0: That's exactly right. Wow. Um, and so I, my heart breaks for Ashley because you got ch- to shift your picture, right? And if you start out at 150K at 27 years old, you, A, you're winning, and B, please set off on a track of optimism and we're going to solve some of these hard problems. Even if that means we're not going to be in Virginia very long or even if that means we're going to live in this neighborhood versus this neighborhood or whatever. And I'm not, I, George, I do think there's a there's a good pushback to if you would just quit drinking a latte and, and uh, oh, avocado yeah. toast, you'd be rich. That's nonsense, right? And yet, it, it can help. But this here, Ashley, set about saying, look how blessed we are. Look how we're doing great let's put these things in order and get going and have a smaller wedding, buy a smaller house and let's let's let this stuff grow over time.
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, contentment that could be had here, some delayed gratification and just setting realistic goals and saying, all right, I'm 27. By 30, we're going to be in that house and here's what it's going to take to get there. Are we willing to be all in on this goal? And that to me, that's some amazing growth can happen there as especially as a couple uh, her fiance she's not married to so they'll be making combined 150s they, don't, they haven't even experienced what that dual income is going to be like yet so stay stay patient ashley all right
0: let's go to max in philly what's up max
7: hey guys thank you so much for the time appreciate it big man. you got it what's up um so i have a side hustle that i've I've really kind of taken to the next level over the past year and a half, um, you know, and I don't know how much of that is, you know, COVID and people are about allowed back out outside at bars and stuff like that, but I'm a part-time musician. I play piano and sing, and uh, I got a text from my wife coming home from a gig this weekend that really kind of scared me a little bit in terms of, you know, balancing things out. She, you know, she's pregnant. We're about to have a baby in December and basically said that, you know, the amount of time that I'm away is really kind of starting to affect her. And I don't think she's wrong because over the last two years, I've basically taken every single gig that's been thrown my way, regardless of how much it pays or anything like that. So I've been, I've been away a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm kind of wondering if I can, it, it wanted to like afford to kind of not do the smaller gigs or have like a baseline price of how much I'll go and do, do this for. And I, you know, and she's not asking me to stop.
0: Really, well, okay. So Max, obviously, Max, uh, Max, 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 this is not have anything to do with your job. This has okay. to do with your pregnant wife who loves you and misses you. And she's looking into the future and saying, is this going to be my life? Am I going to be a single mom? Right. This isn't about you being a musician or you making money or side hustle. Getting that, It's none of that stuff this is am I going to be is this the rest of my life and the greatest gift you could give her is to sit down and you take her to dinner take her to breakfast or whatever that looks like and say I've been running as hard as I could yes I love this yes I've got these latent dreams of being a famous musician but I've been making good money and here we are I want to take the the work off the table let's talk about the life we want to build together and then we're going to backfill this stuff there Okay.
7: If you're in, are you in a lot of debt right now? Well, yeah. So that's the thing. Like this is a side hustle. It's not, it's not my full-time job. So I make 65, uh, I know, but are are you in a lot of debt right now? Yeah. I have a huge amount of student
0: loans. Okay. For the whole house? Uh, yes. Okay. So it may be sitting down with her and saying, we have to get this stuff cleaned up. And the quicker we do this, then the more time I'm going to be able to be at home with you and with the kid and all that. But it's about this indefinite versus we have a plan that we are following together. You see the difference? One of them is just, Oh, this is going to be the rest of my life. And the other is, Nope, we got seven more months on this thing and then we're going to be, we're
7: going to be solid.
2: How much money do you guys have max in savings?
7: Uh, it, um, I have about, I mean, I have about five grand sitting in my account right now. Okay. I, I, I'm not sure how much she
2: has. Let's, let's pause the debt payoff and and store up some money until mom and baby are back home safe, and then we can go attack it. But I think you guys need that security right now. But Let's have a conversation about our life, and let's get on a plan together.
0: In fact, hang on the line. We'll give you um, Financial Peace University as our uh, gift for having your first baby. We're excited for you, man.